Welcome to More For Me by yours truly, Kat Nicole. What up, homie? What's going on with you? What's good? I pray that all is well with you. Uh, things are well this way. Um, I am, as always, in the process, in a process. So uh, <laughs> given that process, I think that things are still, I would say, going well. I haven't quit, so that has to account for something. If this is your first time joining us on More For Me, I would love to welcome you. Uh, here is where the homies and I gather eat every week. <laughs> I want to say each, but then it's like every eat uh, every week on the homie shift. And if this is not your first time, welcome back, homie. What do we do here every week? Well, we gather here. And I like to talk about my experiences, past and present, the things that I'm journeying through now or that I've made it to the other side of, and just to share those things. One, uh, full transparency so that um, people will realize that they're not alone, that we are all on a journey, but you don't have to do it alone. Of course, God is with you. He'll never leave or forsake you. But the other thing is that he also blessed us um, with people to accompany us on that journey. We were literally made for community, uh, built for community. I want to say Ford Tough, but I've actually never even had a Ford. Still love Detroit, Motor City, <laughs> 313 all day. But we are not meant to journey alone. And so I like to share my experiences and how some of the process that I went through, that I'm going through. And I hope that it lets not only lets you know that you're not alone, but that it also is comforting to know that we everybody, like you're not special in that way. We all have a journey and a process to go through. There'll be some hills, some valleys, some mountains, some potholes. You might find a random $20 bills on the side of the road. Like you may hit the lottery. Who knows? I don't play the lottery. Um, who knows? But you, you have a journey that you must traverse. And at the end of that journey, I believe that there's a destination. And that destination is what God wants for each and every one of us. And that's more. What is more exactly? It looks different for everybody. But whatever you thought of for yourself, like your wildest dreams, your um, life's goal, God literally wants more for you than that thing. You've never thought of nothing or anything. He still wants more for you, more than you could ever imagine or that anyone else could ever imagine for you. God wants more for you in this life. And once you come to know and embrace that, it makes the journey that much more amazing. Even when you hit a pothole, speed bump or something like that, get a, a, a blowout on the road, whatever it may be, the journey is worth it because you know you're headed towards what God has for you. And there's nothing better than that, if I can say. So that's what we get into here on More For Me every week. Tuesdays, quite honestly, uh, YouTube and your favorite podcast platform. But before we jump into this week's topic, I would love for you to take a moment and subscribe. Turn on your notifications. And um, when you subscribe, <laughs> you're going to get the fresh content right away and be notified about it. In addition, I'd love for you to rate, review, and share this episode. When you do those things, it helps spread Spread the word, spread the news about this community, this healthy community that we're building on More For Me with all the homies on the homie ship. And I hope that you uh, could share your thoughts, not just with the world, but with me. Let me know how you uh, are enjoying or not enjoying um, the show and what we have going on here. If there's a topic or something that you love to hear, I love to hear from you. So connect with you, girl. Now that that's out of the way, Let's slide on into this week's topic. Um, have you ever, well, I won't say have you ever, 
let me let me say it this way. When we were younger, my mom had this thing that she would do and we would be going somewhere. She would always be the last to get ready. We would be ready and, you know, there are five of us. So you could get um, different siblings to ask before it truly got annoying. So it wasn't the same person just saying, hey, are we ready to go now? Is it time to go? Is it time to go? It's time to go. Um, but a couple of us asked. She still generally got annoyed because she understood what we were trying to get at. And so there will be times when she would try to let us know that she was nearing completion of her preparation process. And she would tell us, put on your shoes and your coats and go sit by the door. That sounds like good news because that you're like, that means we're ready. This thing is it's about to go down. They're going to get to leave the house. On the contrary, for us, most of the time that meant and my most vivid memories of this is during the winter time. I am a Michigander, 313, Detroit all day, which means that in the winter time we had coats and hats and scarves and gloves and things of that sort. So one would prepare themselves properly and put on all of their gear, ready. And then we will go sit at the door. Unfortunately, we would wait at the door. And we would wait, and we would wait. And if you ever began to sweat in your winter, <laughs> your winter coat hat, mitten, scarves, and all that stuff, and you're like, man, now I'm starting to sweat. You're taking it off. You're starting to undress, but you don't want to take off too much of your stuff because then she's going to come over and ask why we're not ready. But you just had to wait there in the ready position, even though she had yet to come to release us from that position to say, hey, let's move on. Why do I share this random story about my childhood? One, because it's funny now, not then. Um, but because I feel like this is what I experience sometimes in life with God. Now, the difference, <laughs> the difference is uh, <laughs> my mom's not God. And <laughs> it's, it's a lot of differences there. So I won't, let me not try to dissect the differences and focus in on the point. Yes, real it in, cat. All right, so if you think about it, my mom's like, hey, go put, she tells us how to prepare. Go put on your shoes and your coats and sit by the door. And so she, she tells us how to prepare and where to go. But then we get there, we sit and we wait. We get uncomfortable, um, we get hot, we get angry, we get antsy, we get frustrated. We start undoing what she said. And sometimes we move from this place, sometimes trying to hurry back before she got back so she didn't notice that we were going. And sometimes when you, when you start to get older, and you really, really just feeling yourself, you just move and do something else. And when she comes back, she has to deal with the fact that you're not there. You're not where she said you should be. But ultimately, when she finally does come and releases you, you get to go. Now, when, 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 you, when you listen to it that way, it's much more clear how this can align with my relationship with God. It may be yours too. God will often prepare you or tell you how to prepare for where he is sending you. Whether it was that you're going to this school, take this sport, uh, do this extracurricular activity, uh, this is your friend, like preparing you, read your Bible, learn how to pray, you go to church, like these different ways that you can prepare in life, whether uh, no matter what area of your life it is, he's often preparing you to send you to a place. So 
You have to accept what he's doing in preparation or telling you to do for preparation and listen, be in tune to hear when he tells, tells you where to go. All right. So God sends you to a place. We'll put in there. Uh, God sent my family to California. I've talked about it on here before. I was anti-Cali, but God prepared us. House sale, prepping, kids got a chance to finish school, wrap up things at the church and say bye to some folk. So we were being prepared. We knew in advance we were going. It wasn't sprung upon us. So we stretched it out for about nine months so our kids could finish school, all that jazz. Like he prepared us. And then he sent us, he sent us to California. Now, sometimes where God sends you, you don't necessarily want to go. We never willingly wanted to sit at that door because we thought we knew the outcome. Now, never mind you, I didn't say that every single time we were getting ready to go somewhere, we were subjected to this. But we thought we knew the outcome. So it's like, man, I don't want to go sit at that door. She's going to take forever. Like, you think, you think, how long you think mom is going to take? You get to that place, and as you sit there and you wait, sometimes you're excited. We're going somewhere. We've been locked up in the house, or it's been raining a lot, or whatever have you. We get to go someplace. You get excited. We're going to do something. Oh, we're going out to eat, or we're going to the movies, or whatever it is. You get excited about it. So you may start off initially that you're super excited about that thing. But then, after being there a while, you start getting antsy. You're sweating in your your winter coat and gloves and all this other stuff, your long johns and your snow boots. And you start to get uncomfortable. How many times have you been in place? You you obeyed. You went where God sent you. But now you're starting to get uncomfortable. You don't want to be here anymore. Get to Cali. Realize, man, we're doing this thing over again. Don't know a lot of people here. We don't know anybody. We just moved in the middle, which turned out to really be the beginning of a pandemic. Like, what? Quarantine. Where do I go for this and that? Got to get my kids and everybody in the family, new doctors and all this other stuff. So at first it was kind of exciting, something new, great weather. People say, Kelly's so great, blah, 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 blah. But then that excitement wears off really, really quick. And you're like, the reality, all right, I'm ready to go. It's getting kind of hot. I'm uncomfortable. You get kind of antsy. But then you want to get up and leave. Now, I've thought a lot about... <laughs> When that great day when we'll get to move away from California, because I hope to do so. But I've come to realize that like where when God sends you, you got to go where he sends you. But you also have to stay where he placed you. Mm. And so before we get to the rejoicing, because we finally got released from that position and God took you to the next place because you you were obedient and you were you were doing what he said, do where he said, do it when he said, do it. We're not even going to get there today. We're going to talk about. Being in that waiting period, like what happens when you're waiting? Mm. So it's like, oh, go to Cali. I don't think I've lived here forever, but how long do I have to live here? What do you do in the waiting season? God sends you, you obey, you're obedient. But now there's a process and you have to wait. He hasn't given you the next direction. Funny. Um, my siblings and I all started getting dogs around the same time. This was back in the day. Uh, is that good? Got five and oh eight, I think. Um, so it was like a domino effect. Group think is real strong in the family. Um, so my youngest brother got a dog, then I got a dog, then my sister and older brother. I don't remember how they got their dogs, but they we all all four of the five of us ended up with dogs, same time. So my mom was really kind. I was living in Illinois at the time, but my mom was so kind and she was gonna get training 
because she wanted her her grandpups to be obedient. And so, yeah, some big ones. And some, my sister and I had little dogs. My brothers had big American bulldogs and all that stuff. So it was like, I love to have some obedient grandpups. I love my grandpups. So she pays for training, some expensive training from a company called Sit Mean Sit, literally. Um, the whole premise behind the company is that you your dog learns obedience to the point where they can walk off leash because they just obey. Um, they You tell them to do something, and that's what they're supposed to do. You tell them to sit, they're supposed to sit. You're supposed to sit, for example, sit five. He should sit, and it's not that you have to continue to tell him to sit or remind him that he should be sitting. He should sit until you give him a new command. If you haven't given him a new command, he's not released to do anything else. So he should just sit until told otherwise. We didn't we didn't exactly come successfully complete that training or enforce it. But that's not the point. Um, you get a command, you sit until like this is this is full obedience this is what obedience looks like. You get a command and until you're given a new command, you do what you were told to do. Now that's what it should be. I shared that to say, well, God tells us to go to a place, like go to Cali. I can get wrapped up or I find myself sometimes getting wrapped up, like in what's the next command. And so that makes me get antsy because instead of just doing what he said do and waiting, you can work during the process, but you have to make sure your work doesn't take you away from where he told you to, to sit to be, to stay where he sent you until you get your next command. Um, but, but while waiting, and I started to get antsy, I'm thinking about, I mean, well, what's next? Where are we moving next? When are we moving? That wind is a big thing. Like, uh, we're going to be here the next school semester, man, we pay that deposit. What if we get relocated again? Like, so you have all these thoughts going through my head. But that waiting, what is the process look and feel like when God sends you to a place but you don't have your next command to go into or be released to that next thing or even know the exact thing that you should do. And so in this season, I am learning that it's okay to work while you wait, but that work should never take away or distract, let's say, displace you. I'm going to use that word. That work should never displace you from where God placed you. So God sends me to California. If the work that I am doing, if he has not given me any other um, direction, should not take me away from what he said in terms of be in California or do while you're in California. If the work that I began to do does that, it takes a, it distracts me or displaces me from where he placed me or distracts from what he told me to do, then that means that I am on a tangent. One of the things that would happen at times is my mom would say, go sit all wrapped up, bundled up, or even in the summertime, five of us sitting in one spot, your thighs touching, you're all sweaty. So it's easy to become, become uncomfortable no matter the season. You follow me? Um, so we're sitting there, but say one sibling or two decides to get up and do something else. Using the bathroom, that's acceptable, right? But outside of that, you should be exactly where she told you to be. We were not strangers to the fact that if somebody decided to do their own thing when she got there, depending on what that thing was, she would scrap the day's plan or the afternoon, the evening, whatever. She would scrap the plans and say, okay, we're not going to do anything. We're not going since you can't do this. So imagine <laughs> my mom, she comes back. Normally is by the door, right? We sit somewhere close proximity to the door already because you couldn't wear shoes in our house. So you're not walking all, through, all throughout the house. So you're right by the door. And she comes over there like, let's go. But she can't find three out of five kids. 
You when you're old enough, those three can't go. But when we're all young enough, it's like now none of us are going because I can't leave you by by yourself here at this house. So we're scrapping that. It's not we're not going because you're not where you're supposed to be. So we can't do what I wanted to do because you're not where you're supposed to be or you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Take that same thing and apply it to God and us or me. Let's just focus on me, right? If I'm not where you told me to be or doing what you said do, when you come back to where I should be doing what you said do, if I'm not there, how can I move forward if I'm not in the same spot? There's so many analogies about driving and stuff rolling through my head right now, but I hope that it's really, really sinking in. Um, in terms of the original analogy of my mom telling us to be prepared and at the door waiting uncomfortably for her to get ready for us then to be released to do, um, cause released into our destiny, uh, whatever fun or outing or thing that we were doing in terms of leaving the house. But that same thing with God giving us direction and us needing to be obedient and do what he said, do and be where he said we should be until he comes back to release us until that next thing into our the next level or phase of our destiny and where he really wants us to be and go. But if we're not in that place, then how can you move forward? You think about directions, right? If you didn't go right when I say go right, I can't tell you to go left now because going left now takes you to a different place. So I am really sitting in real heavy. Like I not only need to, I mean, obedience is, obedience equals success. We can fade back to the beginning of the, of the, of the episodes. I believe obedience equals success. But now there's that simple thing that's not so easy. And I find myself in this season needing to re-up on fully obeying and engaging with, hey, what did God say do and where did he ask me to be now? And now I need to pray my help from the Holy Spirit that he could help me be patient in this season as I endure the process, no matter how uncomfortable it is, so that I can grow and that when God comes back to release me to the next thing or gives me a different direction or command, that I am there fully engaged, locked and loaded so that I can receive it and then implement that thing. But I have to be where he said, when he said. I don't know if this is resonating with you. (laughs) I hope that it is. I hope that it makes complete sense and that from beginning to end, that we realize the importance of our connection to God so that we can hear his voice clearly so that we can obey. And then once that we obey, that we need to stay engaged and committed to being obedient in that way until God says otherwise. So not only do I want to go where God sends me, but I need to stay where God placed me. Those two pieces of obedience, they're going to help us traverse forward towards the destination of more that God has for us. Now, you can do something and feel like you're going forward. But if you're going forward, but not in the direction that God has placed, not in his will, not with him, you ain't really going forward. You either standing still or moving backwards. So today, that's it. Be in tune with where God is sending you and make sure you stay where God placed you until you get a new command. I'm a... I'm going to continue to to listen to this episode again and again and again to remind myself that I need to go where God sent me. What up, Callie? I need to stay where he placed me. What up, Callie? And until I get a new command, I'm going to do what he said do in Callie (laughs) and and enjoy the process. 
we talked about recently that the challenges that we face, the, the fourth thing that we should do is to celebrate the challenges. And so even when you're uncomfortable, whether it's summertime and your thighs are sticking to the, <laughs> the thighs of your sister and your brother because y'all got on shorts, but y'all sitting real close, or you in your winter coat, hat, gloves, and scarf, and you're sweating while you wait on the promise, hang in there, wipe your sweat, it'll be all right. Endure because the promise will come to pass. You just got to stay in position. That's it for this week, guys. I hope that you follow me. I hope that that resonated with your spirit and whether today, tomorrow, or sometime further in the future, that that word reminds you to do and be what God has called you to be. And that's it for this week. Share the episode, like, rate, review, all that jazz. I would love to hear from you what you think what you don't like, what you did like, what you want to hear more of. But remember that God has more for me and God has more for you. Now let's get it. Take care.